you today is going to be, well, kind of the co-host at this point. <laughs> Holy God, I barely show up. <laughs> Wellsy, that's me. Chance, what's going on? My other, my the main the main host. <laughs> I think we can officially say at this point. At the at this at this point in time, main main host. Yeah, you just wait. I'm coming for that spot. <laughs> you're you're the, uh, I am I am the Regis, and you are the Kelly of this of this podcast. At least I'm cute. <laughs> hey, you know, but I can hand out a million dollars if you want it. Yeah, but you ever seen me show the vowels? The vowels? Isn't that Wheel of Fortune? That Oh, oh, no, but that's not Regis filming. I thought that was Regis. No, Regis is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, Jesus. Who Wants to Be a I got, Millionaire? I got my late night game shows all mixed up. I was going to say, now, now you're, gonna, you're about to say that Bob Barker does Jeopardy. Come on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds right. That's Alex Trebek. Uh, okay. Trebek. <laughs> All right. Anywho. Yeah, another episode. What's going on? Dude, we got a great one today, don't we? We got some shit to talk about. We got some, we, that is accurate. We actually, once again, have some decent NHL news. Um, so first up on our plate, as always, we'll talk about what's going on with NHL Seattle. Um Recently uh, released by NHL Seattle, uh, we'll, we'll post the. Actually, I think we have already posted the link to our Facebook page. So if you're curious, check it out. It's got some great photos and a video. Uh, they are starting the renovation of Key Arena, and it's a really cool time lapse video. If if you've been to Key Arena and you've seen you know the place, really take in this photo. I mean, they're taking you know bulldozers and stuff basically to the stands. And it's a really cool video, not to mention some great new info about the future of the program and how it'll be a multi-use arena and what it's going to feature. I mean, they're talking about this thing being state-of-the-art. Yeah, they're just, like, the video is just them scraping chairs off of the freaking concrete. Not to mention, but not to mention at the end of that video, a nice mock-up uh, of what the place is going to look like a- afterward. Um we definitely recommend you take a look at that photo at the end of the video. It's it, essentially if they if they follow that design, it's going to have like four tiers of seating. Yeah, I mean it'll have some nice box seats for sure. I, I'm really curious to see. I mean the ends the ends are going to be a little weird. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I like that, but um, also potential hint at the color scheme. Uh, yeah, I really don't. Yeah. It's all red, like like Carolina Hurricanes red, and I just like what? Uh, I don't yeah, like. I don't, know. I don't. I think that. I mean, it wouldn't be the first professional team to kind of deviate away from what the color scheme of like the city is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not the first. You know, it's not like the, it's not like the Philadelphia Eagles are orange and black. You know, it's true. So this, it, it wouldn't be the first team to do that. But that being said, like just from a hockey perspective, there's already a lot of teams that do red. Yeah, you've got Calgary, you've got Carolina, you've got Red Wings, you've got Chicago, uh, and that's just the ones off the top of my head. I'm sure I could name some others. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, that's going to be a huge turning point for us, um, just in general. 
team, you know, naming the team and stuff like that. But yeah, I hope I hope that's just like has been a generic mock up for a while, and they just found it in the garbage can or something and tossed it on there. You right. Know, so right, they're they're, they're um, liking they're going for more of the the actual layout than the actual color scheme. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yep. Showing us more of what it like what the seating is going to look like and stuff like that, which that's it's pretty cool. That is a cool video. It's it's really interesting. Um, I mean, there's so much that goes into it that like we don't actually get to see, right? Which I think that's pretty cool. I mean, that's just that's just the boring, mundane shit, you know, vents and plumbing and shit like that. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna build a however hundreds of millions of dollars worth of a arena or renovate one. It better be fucking sweet. Right. Well, and I I love the quote from – so this is Sean Mason, a construction consultant at CAA Icon who is now working on his third NHL arena project. Uh, The former ones were Pittsburgh and Edmonton. He says, this is not a renovation. It's an all-new arena under that historic roof. So essentially they're building a brand-new thing under, you know, the, the roof that's been so iconic with the place. Yeah, it's sick. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, I I hope they do the right thing. Um, God, my mic just keeps increasing in volume for some reason. <laughs> How do I lock this fucking thing. God damn, struggling. I just all of a sudden hear myself in the in the earbuds, and I'm yelling at my own <laughs> ears, like I'm breaking my own eardrums. Look, it's fucking. It's still moving. <laughs> okay, how do I lock this? Jesus Christ. Anyways, all right. I'm just gonna be loud. Okay. Um, um, one last, yeah, it's a great piece though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, if anybody's curious about that, um, we'll bring up the most interesting, relevant, I mean, factual information that we got out of this was it reads the project is currently slated for finish in the late spring of 2021 in time for the storms WNBA season. 60 to 80 concerts are expected to be booked in the first year of operation fitting around the NHL franchise when it glides the ice in that fall. So Everything coming together. I mean, it sounds like this thing is going to be done, and then as soon as it's done, they're going to start using it. Yeah, and rightfully, I mean, don't let it sit there. Right, absolutely. Don't let it collect dust. Yeah, I like it. Um, what a fucking article! Like, who writes "Glides the Ice"? Come on. Yeah, something. Somebody that doesn't really know, but. Um, the cool, the cool part about this is, is the, vi- the the time lapse video of them talking about the renovation is sweet, and then there's also some accompanying pictures. So if you've been inside Key Arena before and kind of want to see what they're doing, like there's one where they're in they're in front of like one of the food vendor stands and they're like tearing that apart and they're looking at the ceiling. So you could, it's kind of cool to see, I mean them tearing this thing apart if you've been inside before. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so it was really cool to see. Yeah, it took me back a little bit. Yeah, a little mist, a little mist in the old eyeballs there. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh huh. Uh huh. Look at this, and Ken Johnson's just getting up there chit chatting away. Gotta love it. I love it. Yep. Well, no, so it'll, here's it'll look really good. It so. will. It will. So, all right. Um, that's all we got for NHL Seattle news. I mean, it's not really news news, but renovations are coming along, and this is a cool little milestone. Uh, everybody, obviously, everybody's really excited for. The GM being announced here in the summer, and then probably, I would assume around the same time, you've got to assume around the same time they would announce the name. At, le- uh, at least the name. 
I hope so. I mean, when did the, when did Vegas? So how was it's that the season before? How it's done? How it's been done with Vegas and Winnipeg? So if you go back to even Winnipeg, what they did was they announced the name and the logo very early on, but we didn't get jerseys until like the year of. Okay. So if they if they follow that process, I. I never liked that plan. I mean, obviously, because we're impatient, we want to learn about it. But yeah, but from a marketing perspective, wouldn't it make sense to get like the jersey out as fast as possible so you can start selling them? Well, for me, I would love to at least get some mock-ups out so that I can maybe just get an opinion. Yeah, like I don't know if they do that kind of thing, but like if the fans think it's uglier than shit. <laughs> You know, then you still have two years to figure out a new one. Like if so. it's red, yeah. If it's fucking red and black and white, you could you could be you could be like the Carolina Hurricanes GM, where he literally goes to every team that the Carolina Hurricanes play on the road and ask very nicely if the home team will wear white because he hates his own team's away jerseys. <laughs> Did you know about that? No. Yeah. So if you notice. Carolina on the road, it, it, it doesn't happen all the time, but if you notice, when Carolina's on the road, they'll still wear their home jerseys, like their reds, and the other team will like agree to wear their whites because the Carolina GM hates the Carolina away jerseys like with a passion. Dude, that's some like comp hockey. <laughs> like, someone's dad walked over to the other fucking team and asked if they could wear their away jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? We only, we only. Sakes. They probably, they probably do it like beer league. Like, well, we only brought one jersey, so. Hey, what what colors do you guys have over there? <laughs> <laughs> we only brought red. So. It's like this is NHL. We have both white and black. Jesus. We have Christ. we have both home and away colors and a third jersey. Well, cool. Well, we only brought red, so. We're we're. Well... <laughs> What if for this game we just toss the sticks in the middle and we just kind of, like, you know, we'll we'll wear the red jerseys and, like, but you guys can pick a couple of our players based on sticks. Like, what is this guy doing? I don't fucking know, but... What an absolute... And, I mean, you know, good on him. Good on him. That takes a, that takes a different pair of nuggets, that you know? takes some balls for sure. All right. Or, yeah. Um, God. moving to some NHL news. We've got we're coming we're closing in on the playoffs here. So let's let's talk a little like specific team news first on a couple of our teams that we've been eyeing, and then we'll move into some more playoff primer. Uh, I think the biggest announcement right now: Tampa Bay in the middle of March has clinched the President's Trophy, not the conference, not a playoff spot, the President's Trophy. Stupid, fucking that is ridiculous. <laughs> That means what? So they're twenty points ahead of anybody else. They they could lose the remainder of their games for the for the rest of March and the beginning of April, and they will still win the president. They'll still have the best record in the NHL. I mean, we have like what ten games left. Um, let's see here. Games played, yeah, roughly roughly ten to twelve games, depending on the team. Ten to eleven games, depending Fuck on the team. Sake. I mean, some teams, oh some God. teams less, some teams a little more. That is unbelievable, dude. That is, I mean, 
when oh man that's just utter dominance and it's it, it's in the east it's not like they're in the west just fucking smoking everybody yeah this is like this is like you are in the side that actually is doing something this year and just fucking walking like just walking everybody right i mean they're <laughs> they're not in a thing. bad conference like i mean that's that's the better con i mean you could argue it's the it's the early 2000s Capitals effect where they're in a bad division because I, I don't even think so though. I mean, let me let me pull up division. It's still they still have Boston, they still have Toronto. Yeah. I mean, so division wise, so it's yeah, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Florida. Well, okay, but look at these other teams. Right, Ottawa drops off. Ottawa, there, Detroit, yeah. Buffalo, Florida, Montreal. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'd be curious to see what their record is against like Boston, Toronto, Montreal. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not taking the piss out of them still. by any means. Like they are a dominant team. They've, they've played the other top teams in the league and shown that they're the best. But yeah. So I mean, it's one of those situations. I don't, re- I don't know if you remember the division. Like back when it was like the four divisions and it was still the one versus eight playoff format. Mm-hmm. Capitals would just rack up the points because they were in the Southeast Division. With at the time the shitty Panthers, the shitty Thrashers, and the shitty Lightning. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. But what is up with this fucking mic, dude? <laughs> what in the world? You are just. I mean, are you hearing this? No, I don't hear anything. Oh my god! You sound just fine. Okay, I just. <laughs> I mean, maybe when I we mean, it's maybe when we cut it and I like paste your your audio into this, it's gonna you're gonna be screaming, just, but like, yelling. <laughs> like I feel like I'm at a fucking concert, but it's like just me. Like I'm on stage, and then I'm also listening to it in the crowd. Oh, okay. Like, I'm having an out of body experience. Right, right. and look, it's fucking doing it again. Jesus Christ! What in the world, dude? You gotta okay. Figure your life and, out. Okay, and here's the thing. Now I'm on the nice mic. I'm not on a fucking cell phone like last Thank week. Thank God that was. Cripes. Like if you were like if you were like covering an NHL game or something, I think our fans would have forgiven you. But <laughs> it's fucking. Uh. I would have been that guy at the rink doing the play-by-play, but also listening to the radio of me doing the play-by-play, <laughs> while also there watching the game, listening to the announcer, which is me doing the announcing in the stadium. It's some sort of bizarre inception that... I'm telling you. Yeah. Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio is somewhere out there. Dude, I wonder if Leo's a um, hockey fan. I'll ask him. Where's he from? no clue i don't follow that crap well i do but you do yeah anyways yeah tampa's i mean he's from still he's from la so maybe 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 he likes the kings i don't know maybe he was like maybe he was a fan until like la started (laughs) shit cool he was one of those random he's such a fair weather fan yeah he's one of those random fans that showed up and Watched them during their Stanley Cup runs and then disappeared. Yeah, well, makes sense. Makes sense. So just like an average hockey fan, right? Um, um well, back to back to Tampa and their dominance. So I mean, the team overall, they're doing amazing. Uh, not to take, like I said, not to take the piss out of that team. They're 
they're absolutely dominant. It's it's so hard to find any weakness with this team. Like, I mean, the offense is their shining jewel. The defense, I mean, it's nothing to. It, it, they don't. They're not as powerful as the offense, but they're solid. They're a solid Dude, decor. They're still fucking. Their their D is still good. I mean, they basically pulled the top two from the Rangers. Yeah. What two three years ago? Yep. I mean, McDonough's haven't. He's he's gonna have over a forty point season. And Girardi's not that great anymore. But I mean, he's still getting the job done. And then you got that fucking young ass kid. Um, Strawman. No. No. Strom. Not Strawman. Um. The kid they got from Montreal. Oh, fuck. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Sergachev. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're not as deep as some of the other teams on defense, but, I mean, they they don't need it with their offense. No, their they're offense can... Like, so, uh, And then it doesn't matter, because then Vasilevsky's just sitting back there, stopping everything that's thrown at him. Yeah. Fucking and, kitchen sink. And if Vasilevsky gets hurt, you've got Louis Domingue. That's... A, pretty solid backup he, he's all right i no yeah. he's not i mean he's not but with that team in front of him it doesn't matter but when vasilevsky went down during the season with a foot injury like he mm-hmm. he proved that he can step up and and do it if he needs to yeah i mean he yeah he didn't play bad at all no you know yeah that team that team's a fucking juggernaut right now like if they like if if they and not to jinx them but if they were to somehow lose in the first round that would be the biggest fucking upset I think we've seen in a long time. Well, you know, so we'll we'll get to some playoff primer in a second or later on down the line. So, um, but yes, you're you're totally right. That would be that would be a huge upset. Um, some recent news. There's other news out of Tampa. Is there? Oh yeah, Steven Stamkos, huh? Little stammer, dude. That's impressive too. I mean, he's he's a goal scorer. So I mean, most most goals scored in franchise history, right? Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. At least that's that's what NHL's. Is it most rated. goals or most points? I thought it was points. Okay, it could be points. I thought it was, but Marty was putting up straight points for a while. God, Marty sent and Louis. Stammer was hurt there for a couple of years, so I think it's goals. Um, even when Lecavier was doing okay. Yeah. Let's see. I just had it pulled up too. Of course I. In any case, I mean, whether it's goals or points, like, I'm not surprised. Like, Stammer is, I mean, that man has been the face of that organization for a while. And I don't, I think he'll retire there uh, to the point, you know, like, it, it's, how old is he? Record for most goals scored with Lightning. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Um, I I don't think he's over, I'd, I'd say he's coming close to 30 but i don't think he's over 30 oh so he's still got he's still got some time he's still got some time i mean i'm yeah i i i didn't know he was I that young be wrong but i didn't know he was that young let's see let's see here i love hockey db yeah that's helpful steven stamkos is 29 years old yep okay so yeah i mean realistically that caliber if he's not getting hurt i t- He's got what would you say six, seven, eight more years left in him? He's got six, seven years of relevancy. You know, like uh, probably probably another three of dominance, and then after that, he's probably going to taper off. You know, like his pr- his prime days will be over, but he'll still be like a power play contributor and a solid 
piece of that team if he if he's willing to adjust his game to like a more of a playmaker style. Yeah, which I mean, thirty six goals this year. Yeah, fuck man. Um, the other the other interesting thing, just looking at this, he hasn't actually hit a hundred points. So like, you think of all like the top, you know, a lot of our really you know, top 10, top 20 people over the last five years mm-hmm. have hit 100 points at some point. Um, so it's a little surprising. But this this might be his year. Right. He's got 82. Yep. He might be able to do it. Might be. Interesting. Yes. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking sweet. Yep. Tampa, Tampa is, I, I mean, they're going to be the team to beat in the playoffs. Oh, it's going to yeah, be. By a long shot. It's going to be, I mean. We'll, we'll get we'll get to playoff primer in a second. Let's let's move to the West Coast. Um, okay. News that came out. We've uh, followed this saga a little bit, but uh, Austin Watson finally graduated from uh, not being a drunk school and <laughs> has been a, has been allowed to come back to the NHL. What a horrible school to have to go. <laughs> to. God damn it. <laughs> That's a nightmare, dude. They just he, he like they walk in. It's like, hi, welcome, welcome, uh, Austin. Uh, would you like a beer? And he's like, oh, I'd love one. <laughs> and then they're like, fucking no. And then they zap you. Eh, wrong. <laughs> 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 they, they well, actually, the teachers there still carry around rulers like it's fucking nineteen forty. Oh, really? Nun camp. Yeah. Well, maybe you know what? Maybe it's like maybe it's like a, it's a realistic drunk school to where uh, like they don't teach you to not drink. That what they do is they teach you to be a better drunk. So like Austin goes in and he starts drinking and he starts you know like as he's proven he'll he'll get real aggressive and then he'll go pick on some he'll he'll pick on like an old lady that they have sitting in an empty room and then all of a sudden like this big fucking like seven foot dude comes in and just beats the shit out of him and then they just do this over and over until he learns not to do that so i mean you know going back to some of our nights where you know we we don't want to hear the stories the next day (laughs) so maybe it's like you know it's kind of like the nhl where they actually have cameras set up right and they they play the tape back Mm -hmm. and show him how shit-faced he was (gasps) You know, and then like, and oh. then he learns from his mistakes, and then the next night he's less of a crazy drunk, like, and then he really starts to figure it out. Yeah, this sounds like a good like who in Hollywood the, do we need to talk to? Right, this a this is a money maker right here. Yeah, we yeah. could we could make some decent money off of this. Um, I was just in California talking to Scorsese. Think um, you're thinking movie? I I mean, what's more popular these days? Probably shows, honestly, huh? Yeah, uh, Netflix is taking over the market. Yeah, Netflix will take it. They'll make a show out of anything. Yeah, um, Drunk Academy. Yeah, fuck this. This whole oh, Austin shit. Watson, like, it's good for in in the hockey realm of things. This is great for Nashville. I mean, you know, Austin Watson's shown that he he ha- he can serve a role on this team. But that being said, like, I mean, we've covered this strangely since the beginning for some reason, and. I mean, Austin obviously has said he's got a drinking problem, but his girlfriend also came out later on, or his fiance or whatever, and she said that she was equally as drunk and she's got a problem with drinking too. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they both went to. Do you think? Do you think the NHLPA sent her too? 
Yeah, there's actually a uh, a boys' camp and a girls' camp. Uh, so it's just like across the river. You know, they can see the the girls' camp uh-huh. partying. That's and that's part of his like his schooling. Right. And then you know, then the next week the girls have to watch them party. Oh, yeah. So, um, God, I mean, he's a good player. He serves a role. He does. I mean, he, he'll fit in right on that, you know, he'll fit in on that team. But, I mean, you know, they brought in guys like Wayne Simmons and Boyle and guys who were just bigger and can throw bodies around anyways. Like, you know, do you want that distraction on your team? I, I'm, I, I mean, I the, guy's gonna have to, the guy's going to have to tailor his game a little bit because before those guys came on the team, like, he was, he was the grit the gritty part of that team whereas you've got Simmons and and Boyle now I I mean now that's like is that a third line Watson Simmons and Boyle is Boyle a center could be I think actually I do I think he is could be so yeah I could I could see that working I don't see why not but I think Bonino's in that third line role yeah see that's it's, it's just too much of a gritty line. um I did hear recently that Turris got benched because he's not he's not performing up to standards so i don't know but in any case i mean to wrap that up good for good for nashville i mean if they get him back for the playoffs he'll obviously be an asset good for watson if he got uh if he's if he's clean and sober now or at least handling i mean at least managing at least managing his drinking now so it depends how you look at good right i mean sucks for him i guess yeah i guess I, I don't know i've never understood people that got that that get drunk like super drunk and then want to fight people that was just never that's not my drunk alter ego yeah usually the only time i like had to end up trying like i would have to put out a flame from uh chase elliott <laughs> you know so that's probably the closest that i usually would get to fighting right right is i'd have to kind of step in and be like all right, you know, yeah. Uh, if he took a swing at you, you know, then then I might have to. Right, then you're gonna step in. You're 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 yeah, exactly. involved by proxy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't gonna. I mean, let's let's be real. Some nights, you know, you just you're you're hoping that Chase Elliott really <laughs> smacks a bottle over someone's head. Uh-huh. You know, it's just the week you had, but that yeah. was that was after that was that was hoping that he didn't get lost. Well, yeah, because find him somewhere. He was. He usually would not keep up with us. Just passed out with a set of dirty teeth from his chaw that he had, <laughs> fucking wrapped it around. <laughs> fucking greaser, greasy, greasy, it's greasy boys. Oh god. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess. I guess I never really had that. I mean, you and I never started anything, and. Hol- no. Holy jumping never did anything. He his solution his solution was to pour a beer on somebody's head and Ugh. once once you get a beer pour on your head like you can't fight like no you look like a wet dog right like you can't it's over you know, like I mean it's gonna take you seriously right it's more like surprise like did you just fucking pour a beer on me like who does that but you're like kind like you're, you're kind of letting it like drip into your mouth a little bit <laughs> <and you're> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, like yeah like that's a that's a 
decent beer. Right. You know, but next time I'm going to fight you. It's like, a, it's like a reset, but actually, actually, holy jumping, he figured out that that was the key to dealing with, like, an irate drunk woman at the bar. Because you can't, you can't rough up woman at the bar. Like, even, right. even if she is, she could be stabbing you. And if you rough her up and the bouncer sees it, you're, you're, you are getting your ass kicked in the parking lot. Yeah. So you just, if you just, if, if they're bugging you and they're, they're being absolutely belligerent, you just, you just pour a beer on them. Girl, girls, they don't know what to do. Cause they're usually the ones doing the beer pouring. Right. They're, I mean, but their hair's messed up. The night's over. Like she's, oh, it's God. done. Until you get that one crazy chick. I See, if... She's like, oh, that's... It's on, you know? <laughs> if Austin... If Austin Watson knew about this beer-pouring beer strategy, he wouldn't be in this position in the first place. Yeah, but that's also on his girlfriend for getting so belligerently drunk that he forgot to pour a beer That <laughs> You know, so... I mean, it goes hand in hand. Right, right. right. Okay, well... Um, <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter. He's he's okay. Belligerent women he's and alcohol. An okay Belligerent women and alcohol. That's that's great. Uh, speaking of I mean, speaking of dangerous do uh, speaking of dangerous duos, DeBrincat and Strom with the Chicago Blackhawks. Dangerous trios. What do you what do you what do you got against Perlini, dude? Perlini? Uh, no, 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 nothing, nothing. He's just he's been he's been jumping between the second and third line. He That's hasn't. True. He hasn't been on the because sometimes it's been it's been Cahoon on that on that second line. Who I think is kind of garbage. Is that just me? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I, I mean, he's he's not. I don't. I don't think he he was kind of a filler on that line, hoping that hoping that Strom and DeBrincat were going to drag him into relevance. But I think mm-hmm. per, I think per, Perlini is finally. I think if he cements a spot on that second line. That line can produce, and Kane is coming back. That first line is alive now. That Kane and Taser working together. I, do you think they make the playoffs? I think it's going to take about three. They have they have to have three teams above them that are playing relatively well. Just shit. Yeah. Um, but with ten games left, they're they're pretty fucking close. I really do think that they can do it. They got Corey Crawford back. Corey Crawford looked pretty damn good. Um, they also, so watching the last two games, they, they were getting some lucky bounces. Yeah. So, I mean, if that can keep up, yeah, I think they can squeak in. I think, um, you know, I think both the Wild and Coyotes are really going to have to step their game up even more to even stay relevant there. I think Colorado's done. Colorado's so, going to fall out. Yeah, Colorado's just, I don't, Yeah. With, they, with, don't, they don't scare me. They were already an iffy team, and now with Landeskog going down, yeah, that team is. I'm sorry, it's they're doomed. It's not. It, I think, yeah, and you're right. It would be a different story because I think Broussard actually helps that for sure. Like we had talked about, I think Broussard helps that second line absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, with Landeskog down, there's just no way. There's just no way. Um, but yeah, Chicago's clicking. Chicago looked good. They fucking roughed up the coyotes and then uh you know tough loss to vancouver hopefully. but that was an o- ot loss so it could be worse so watching that game a little bit that's the one that it just it's a game yeah right it's not yeah it's not like you know the last 10 games they've been getting lucky bounces but like you know 
that one and the one against Montreal, I felt like they had some lucky bounces. Mm-hmm. So as long as those keep going their way, that I mean, that's still a scary team. Yeah. But, dude, I mean, like, would you have thought after getting rid of Coach Q that they would even be a thought for the playoffs? No. Oh, no. Wait, like, what? oh, my God. So, no way. Right. So there's there's something to be said about that. I mean, I'm not I don't, I'm not going to say that I want to get – well – all right, maybe I turn it around. Maybe this new coach does know what he's doing. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. I don't think I'm in the realm of saying like, "Oh, Coach Q was living in the past and was accepting mediocrity." I don't think I'm at that point yet. But I think if you ask me right now, if they would have kept Coach Q, would they be fighting for this spot? Uh, I don't think so. I honestly yeah. don't think so. Hmm. I'm I'm on the opposite side of that. I think I think it's I think they had the team. I think bringing in Strom and Perlini, I'd have to go fact check myself. But if they were brought in after Q, um, that's a huge trade. To where if you do that with Q, I mean, I think he's just got the track record and he knows those guys. Like he knows his big big guys. Um, I I think they would be right there still. I don't think they'd be dumping weight. Um, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. There's there's almost no way for us to know, right? No. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I think I think we've seen, especially especially recently, like teams are just so willing to get rid of that coach. You know, when we were even, you know, well, Coach Q was a was an anomaly because we were both like, why the fuck are you doing that? That's stupid. Um, but a lot of teams are just, are, are pretty quick to pull the trigger on that mm-hmm. to where like, who knows those next ten, 10 games, you know, Q and Kane and Taves would have just figured it out and would have been fine. Yep. You know, they'd be, they'd be in a fucking, they'd, they'd be battling the central for, with the blues right now. They wouldn't even be worried about a wild card spot, you know? Right. Um, who knows? But yeah, that's, they're, they're an interesting story. They're a case study for sure. That's yeah. awesome. I, I mean, the Corey Crawford effect. The Corey Crawford effect, him coming in is going to fix a lot of defensive problems that that team has. The, like the defense, the defense has been the weak point of Chicago all season long. You know, Brent Seabrook is not the player he used to be. I think he's skating like into the teens of minutes now when he used to be in the twenties. Duncan Keith is a shadow of what he used to be. He's still a solid defenseman, but he doesn't have the offensive production that he used to. And then. I mean, they're lucky that Gustafsson is coming in now and picking up the offensive pace, like kind of what Duncan Keith used to do, because without it, there's not really anybody to quarterback that power play. Um, Obviously, you're still going to like, you know, you're going to be competitive in games with Kane and Taze. They're still, I don't want to say prime, but they're still, they're still in their good years. Um, And with, with, with the emergence of Debrincat, and now the addition of Strom, where those two are working really well together, all you got to do is plug two players into those lines, and you can have some some success. Uh, it's just you have to find a partner for Kane and Taze, and you've got to find a partner for Debrincat and Strom. Yep. And once you figure that out, you've got a, you've got a solid top six. I'm a little concerned about their depth. You know, Chris Kunitz is. You know, you've got Cuckoo that does okay, uh, but 
God, I, that defensive core is probably what I'm worried about the most. Um, looking at the standings, I think we can transition into talking about our playoff primer now. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago's going to have to climb over Colorado and Minnesota and either Arizona, Dallas, or St. Louis to get in. And we can safely assume that probably St. Louis and Dallas are in as long as St. Louis keeps starting Bennington and not Jake Allen. Uh, they're good to go. Jake Allen's fucking garbage, just FYI. No, no. Well, that's the first time I'm hearing about you, this. You're, this is the first time that you've heard about Jake Allen being complete trash? Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, who? <laughs> who said this? Right. No, you're right, because at this point, his mom is more relevant in hockey than he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> is her business taking off? Dude, it's... She needs to check in with her. Right, so she's she has left her own son as a client and is now working with other goalies. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, it's Jake's Jake's like final straw. Jake, sweetie, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> we're gonna have to split. We're gonna have to go separate ways. But but you're my mom. I know, but I've got other clients. Not I've got other clients that want to win. <laughs> You're on your own, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I've got other clients that lose, want to win. Lose. Like, she's just, she's like, she's come to this point where, like, her business is just thriving so much that she doesn't have time. You know, she doesn't have time for Jake and his shitty attitude. Can't, can't give him the family discount anymore. She, like, she's been doing it for free up until this point. God, good for her. Yeah, really good for Going her. off on her own. I mean, when if your own son lost his starting role to essentially a career AHL goalie, like... <laughs> well, in NHL 19, they have Bennington as like an AHL starter potential. Yeah. So that should tell you something. That should NHL tell you 19 something. knows what's going on, but... Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, poor Susan Allen. Dude, she's she's a hard in a decision on her part. She's in a rough she's in a rough place. But no, I I if there was even an iota of hope that I had left for Jake Allen, it died when he misplayed a puck on the sideboards and then fell over himself as he tried to get back to his net, which led to his team losing to Carolina. Hmm. It was Mm-mm-mm. it was a it was a hilarious series of offense. Uh, skating's hard, dude. <laughs> yeah. Actually, have you ever have you ever laced him up? And tried to be a goalie? I I have. I I actually uh, I I stepped in once during one of our practices for our ex goalie. <laughs> Did you get lit up, dude? It was, actually I wasn't too I wasn't too bad, but I was <laughs> I was dying by like halfway through. I was like, oh my god, I'm so tired quads are just shot oh it was burning actually you you remember when i when i stood on my head and we won the floor hockey tournament <laughs> that shit was so fun though that oh that was a blast that was the highlight of my life that was my career at this point that was so great that was we our goalie didn't show up and i fucking i stepped in and i i let in one week one on my first shot and then after that i just rem, i remember i remember gorilla taking a shot on me and like i made three rebounds after that because you guys were playing shit defense and he's just and he's just like no way it was fantastic (laughs) he literally said that you know that was like a direct quote 
You know what makes you a good goalie, though, is you can blame it on shitty D. I can... <laughs> That's a good start. I only let That's in two goals start. that game, all right? I even made it some one sick, like, glove save. God. Those were the days, though. Floor hockey. And you used to get so chippy, you know? Oh, yeah. You just, you just get that one fucker from, like, the yard down at the prison house. <laughs> Ready to play some intramural floor hockey he was fucking geared up yeah the, the the fraternities would do that they'd like try to bring in one ringer <laughs> you're like who the fuck is this guy this guy's been pumping iron and fucking taking steroids for like they're like yeah he's been with <laughs> a couple years at that they're point. like yeah he's been with pike all along what are you talking about yeah no he's good man <laughs> He's he's good player. He went, I'm I'm good player. He went through he went through initiation yesterday. Yeah, no, he's he's good. He paid his dues. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, so shit. uh so Where are we? as long as the Blues keep uh Winnington in, they'll do just fine. Uh Dallas Dallas is le- I mean, I know Ben Bishop got hurt, but they're a solid team and when Zuccarello comes back they're they're good to go, especially if they can limp into the playoffs. I know mm-hmm. I their their playoff spot is definitely not sealed by any means. You know, technically they're only three points ahead of the bubble team, but I, I think they're they're good enough to to stay with it. Well, Bishop's got like two hundred. Well, as we talk now, and I'm probably going to jinx him here. He's got like two hundred and forty minutes of shutout hockey right now. It's pretty good. That's fucking sweet, dude. It's pretty good. Dallas. That is, that's sweet. Dallas is, they don't have the strongest offense in the world, especially without Zook, but their, their defense is solid. Their defense is good. They play a mm-hmm. good They play good defensive hockey, and their goaltending is solid from either Bishop or Kudobin. So I think they'll get in. So that, that leaves, you've got Arizona, Minnesota, Colorado, Chicago. I think we can kind of draw the line at that. Below them is Vancouver, but Vancouver's not getting in. So, um, yeah. Uh, and so with with nine games, so most of these teams have nine or ten games left, right? So, you, so at this point in the season, can you look at the last ten and kind of figure out who's going to be in? I mean, you, yeah. If you wanted to analyze can it, you t- can you take that? If you wanted to analyze it and look at their schedules, like you could probably, I could probably tell you if I looked at each team's last ten nine games. I could probably tell you if they're going to make the playoffs or not. Like, they actually they did just do that today. Now that I think about it, we should have pulled this up. Fuck. All they right. They did a strength of schedule. Oh, okay. Well, well, you can you can pull that up, and I'll I'll see if keep I can looking. Um, right um, now, I mean, Arizona. Yeah. So Dallas is at six three and one in their last ten. Arizona's at six three and one in their last ten. Minnesota's at four three and three, which I mean, mm. get rid of the fucking loser point, and that's you know four and six. Uh, Colorado's four five and one. Chicago's six three and one. So, uh, I mean, with just the trends of how they're playing, Colorado's down. I'm not saying Minnesota's playing bad, but they're certainly not playing good. They're they're doing what Minnesota does and play really mediocre hockey. Just subpar. Yeah, it's they're not the worst in the league by any means, but they're they're just not elite. They're a middle yeah. of the pack team, and that and that's the, the standings reflect that. They're a middle-of-pack team, and they're in the middle of the standings. Like, they are right in the heat of a playoff. They are a bubble team at the moment. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, can Arizona keep it going? It would de- Again, it would depend on the schedule. But uh, I just – if Chicago's got a favorable schedule looking forward, 
I think they've got what it takes. They've got the momentum and the and at least the offense, not necessarily the defense, but the offensive power to leapfrog a couple of these guys and get in. Strength of schedule. Here we go. Um I yeah, I I mean a lot of people have already kind of counted Chicago out, but they're not that far. No. And I don't think I don't think we should be counting them out at this point. So Nope. Um, and strength of schedule only works to an extent, you know. Like it, someone else has an off night, well, and it doesn't it's, matter. Well, you know, but Tampa some, has an off night against Coyotes the other night, right? And it doesn't matter. But sometimes you know? it does come down to it. Like I mean, if like if you told me right now that Chicago's going to go on a five-game East Coast road trip and then come home and play back-to-back games against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like no, I don't think Chicago's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, you know. But if they, you know, Chicago plays decent at home, and yeah, what's their home record? Sixteen, thirteen, and seven. So they, they, I mean, they play a little better at home than they do on the road. Um. So this one that I just pulled up. So this is NHL. Yeah. This one was written on the eighteenth. So this was yesterday. Okay. Um, of those teams in the West. So Blues have the highest. Um, then it's then it's the Hawks, man. Favorable schedule. So yeah, so it's just it's going off of opponents' points percentage. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean, looking at that, then then right after that, you got Dallas and, and Coyotes. So Coyotes not having overly hard of a schedule. I don't know. I mean, it just really depends, but. I think I think it'll be end up being those two. I think so. Wilder Wild have the fourth hardest schedule. Uh, yeah, see, and that's just so, not gonna be. So yeah, okay. Let me look yeah. at so Chicago. I pulled up their schedule. Um, their next games are Philly, Colorado, Colorado, Arizona, San Jose, L.A. And let me go to April. How do I go to April? There's some key games in there. Colorado twice. Yeah, they play Colorado back to back. That's a those are two fucking those are great games. Those, that could they play the Wild tonight? I think right. No, they 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 don't play. Someone does. They don't play till oh, uh, Minnesota and Minnesota plays Colorado tonight. Damn, that's gonna be that's ooh, that's a hell of a game. Yeah, well, see, and, and so that back to back with Chicago on the twenty third and twenty fourth, that could be a death stroke for Colorado. Yep. Yep. If they lose even one of the, even if they split those games, it's done. You know what though? If I'm Colorado, I'm getting Jack Hughes, and it doesn't even matter, right? I just reload, and next year we're fucking put him on a second line. We're you going. You think he's? You think Colorado? Colorado? No, Ottawa's getting Jack Hughes. Yeah, but who has Ottawa's first round pick, dude? Um, fucking sneaky. I think it's Colorado. Yeah, but isn't there is there a clause in there that would? give them their pick back if they did i don't know i could be wrong yeah that's not a bad that's not that's not a bad idea um that could make them pretty good I, but it de- i mean it's the lottery so it doesn't yeah, yeah. it gives them a chance True. but fuck my my red wings could get him i mean tampa could get it <sighs> no they cannot <laughs> they will not get the first pick um, you okay. mean they're not going to drop the last nine games and 
fall down and have a high enough rating? No. They they literally could lose every single game left, and they will still be the best in the league. I mean, I'm looking at Boston with 95, and there's I don't even think they can do it. No. No. 20. I mean, yeah. No. Nope. So Boston um, with 10 games left, 20 points, they can't even do it. Let's talk about – let's talk about – in the West, still, let's talk about the teams that already are pretty much secured. Um, so Calgary, okay. Calgary has officially clinched a playoff they clinched, spot. Yeah. Um, the, the obviously that Pacific Division is still pretty open. Uh, Calgary and San Jose are only one point away from each other, and Vegas. I mean, Vegas is pretty much locked into that third spot. Arizona's not. Arizona's almost 10 points no. behind them. They're not going to catch them, so... And Vegas is way too hot. Mark Stone just got fucking sick. Right, so we didn't talk about that before. Uh, Vegas is 9-1 and one since acquiring Mark Stone. Nuts. And they were going through... They went through a streak there of a couple games where they were only letting in, like, averaging, like, .5 goals against per game or something ridiculous. Right. Um, last night... just filthy. Their last night win against San Jose, like, the team that's ahead of them in the standings, that was a pretty big statement game because they... It was domination, they, that And that was with Malcolm Subban in net. Yeah. They didn't even no, have... It was, it was domination. It was, it was Subban versus Jones, and they mm-hmm. chased Jones from the goal and then lit up Dell. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jones looked greasy. He looked fucking grimy, dude. He was... Jesus, I could have scored on him last night. Yeah, it was it was it was a uh, rough game. Subban too, though the first the first couple the first period first two periods. So, anyways, he looked shaky, and then just was like, "Oh, I guess I'll play some goalie tonight." Yeah, Subban you is know. Subban's Jekyll and Hyde. Fuck, he is. He's really not. He's not one of those guys that just plays consistently mediocre. It's if that guy's on. He can be one. He can be a starting goaltender, but if he's off, God, he's terrible. Yeah, no, I, that game last night showed me that that series, like the series that we thought San Jose and Vegas was going to be, mm-hmm. like if that's what it ends up being, um, it's leaning more towards Vegas. So Vegas is just way if, too hot going in. So if I'm San Jose or Calgary right now, I am going to take these last. Nine ten games incredibly serious because you get if you win the division you're playing you're playing either you know you're playing Dallas Arizona Minnesota Colorado or Chicago yeah if you get that second seed you're playing Vegas and that at this point in time I would I would make Calgary and San Jose both underdogs to Vegas at the moment yeah I agree um the other thing with that though is like calgary and san jose if that's their mindset Mm -hmm. they should go into the playoffs hot because if they're playing hockey to the point where they don't want to be playing vegas they need to even elevate their game like a wild card team has to right you know what i mean well it's their their mindset their mindset should change Uh and you know if i'm a calgary or san jose fan i want to see that happen because i want to see them get into the playoffs hot right and then on top of that play a wild card team it's, instead of vegas it's about you know? yeah. i think it's good for them it's all about strategy i mean it, yeah. you're hoping you're if you're calgary or san jose you're hoping you get the first seed you have an easy first round against one of the wild cards and you're hoping that the other team knocks maybe pulls one off and knocks vegas out so you don't have right. to face them in the second round yep yeah Gosh, 
I mean, but that's the thing. This is what I love about this time of year. Like, that shouldn't even be a conversation, but we're just like, like the Pacific Division, which, you know, going into the year, we were like, this is the worst, you know? Yeah. And we're we're here in March, middle of March, talking about the Pacific Division and how awesome the fucking playoffs are going to be for it. Well, and the pa- that's fucking I love hockey, dude. Uh, oh, Jesus, it's the best. Look I mean, shit. The, we can we can argue about the division, like how the playoffs are structured and how it currently is. But I because the reason why I sp- I put so much emphasis on the Pacific is because I honestly think when it comes down to it, the winner of the Pacific could go to the Cup because. It is it is essentially fated for Winnipeg and Nashville to meet each other once again. So the first yeah. first round, either Winnipeg or Nashville are going to play the lowest wild card. They're they're going to smoke them. Doesn't matter who I, any team take. Winnipeg or Nashville will beat Dallas. They will beat Arizona. They will beat Minnesota. They will beat Colorado, and they will beat Nashville. Yeah, any of them. So they'll move on. The other team is going to have to play St. Louis. Or Dallas, if they move up. Which, I mean, Nashville versus St. Louis. Nashville, I'm going to take Nashville, unless... It'll be a close series. The Blues, mm-hmm. are, the Blues are playing well currently, if they keep Bennington in. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. And then Winnipeg and Nashville are going to have to meet each other again. And they're going to beat yeah. the absolute hell out of each other. And by the time they make the conference final, it's going to be the, a repeat of last year, where they're, de- they're dead tired... And whoever won the Pacific is going to be fresh and ready to go. Yeah, I, yeah, and Winnipeg and Nashville since the trade deadline, like even a little bit before the trade deadline, haven't impressed me that much. They've been playing mediocre so, hockey. Yeah, so I mean, I'm with you. I think, I think, you know, Pacific meets Central. I think the top of the Pacific is has a has a damn good chance of beating the Central, even though you know. All year we've been preaching that the Central is where it's at. Right, um, right. You know, but yeah, I'm with you. Um, fucking Vegas is just getting hot and getting scary again right at the right time. Yep. I just can't believe they stole Mark Stone. That's a fucking steal. Signed him for eight years. Holy shit. Jesus. I mean, but you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. That team you is... You know, whatever team that was like, you know, okay, let's let's see if we can get him. Yep. They're not just, you know, he's that... He, that's, what I, well, that's what we were talking about, I think, last week. A week before, he's a loyal dude. I mean, this is this is not Matt Duchesne. This is the this is the franchise guy for yep. Ottawa that they just couldn't hold on to. Yep. I mean, this guy is so good, and he's going to be in Vegas. He's, he's loyal dude. He's like, going to be. I mean, him and him and Pacioretty are probably going to end up being captain and assistant captain. I mean, can you like? That's just ridiculous. I can't. But like, you get Pacioretty on an off year, and then you get Stone for dirt. And okay, these kids could come up and be good, right? Yeah. I mean, we're we're basically saying like Mark Stone is better than the the return that Ottawa got. But I mean, on the surface right now, yeah, he is. Like it's just nuts. And he's young. Yeah, Vegas is scary again. Yep. That's how it's going to go. Um let's jump let's quickly jump over to the east. I mean, we we're just not going to spend much time on it because it, I mean, yeah, we can sit here and talk about you know the match, the possible matchups, but God, there's not a single team here that I is going to beat Tampa. No, like uh, yeah, we can we can break it down like oh Boston and Toronto, like yeah, we can talk about that series, and then you know as of right now, Pittsburgh's going to play Washington. That'll be a close series. 
The Islanders, currently, they're going to play one of the wild cards. You know, Carolina, Columbus, Montreal, Philly, apparently, is making a slight push, but that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, but, six points out. Like, it just doesn't It just doesn't matter. Like, how, Tampa's going to play the lowest wild card, so that's going to be either Carolina, Columbus, Montreal, or maybe Pittsburgh if they fall a lot, but I don't see that happening. So, it's going to be... Carolina, Columbus, or Montreal, none of those teams are going to beat Tampa. Like, it, they're just not. Uh, even even with the last-second trade deadline stuff, as much as I want Columbus to make it out of the first round, they're not going to beat Tampa. No, they won't. They won't. They, they, have to, they have to be looking and bank on, like, they have to get that first wild-card spot. Like, if they want to do anything, yeah, they have to. Oh, because it's night and day on who you're going to play. It, right. Second wild card, you're playing Tampa Bay. First wild card, you're playing the New York Islanders or the Washington Capitals. Yeah, like those are, those aren't easy matchups, but it's it you've got a lot better chance of making it out of the first round than playing Tampa. Yeah, no, yeah, that that first wild card spot is the place to be because you're fucked if you're not. Basically, yeah. I mean, oh, if I was bend over, Johnny. Oh, it's uh, if I'm any of those East Coast teams, like eventually you're gonna have to face Tampa in one way or another if you win, and it's uh, that's just a daunting task. I mean, the the only playoff series that's like literally set in stone at this point is Boston and Toronto, and. With Toronto's, it's gonna be good. With with but with Toronto's defense going down and how they're playing, right? They just lost six to two to Ottawa. Yeah, that hurts. Like that hurts. They need to. They got to get. Did you see the? Uh, did you see Kyle Dubas? Yeah. Fucking shaking his head. Yeah. Like, God damn it! He's well, like, what he's, the fuck? Dude? He's kicking himself <laughs> because he was he was gambling that all they needed on defense was Muzzin. Because apparently, apparently, even he was convinced that oh, if we lost Jake Garnier, wouldn't matter because he's trash. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen yeah. to my fans because apparently Jake Garnier's trash and everybody hates him and he's not that good. So they just they needed to shore up the deep with some defensive defensemen. See, and that and you know, and that's it. They were relying so much on their offensive power. They're just they're too top heavy. They've yeah. got this offensive power. No one's denying that, but. That defense is at this point, especially with Dermott and Garnier going down. That is a really weak blue line. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Like you've got Ron Hainsey on the first line right now. Fuck yeah, dude, Hainsey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hainsey, when will he ever just like? How is he not in the ECH? I know. <laughs> Jesus, fuck, dude. He is on the first line currently, so it's oh man, and and. This is what I've He's been a saying, nice man. and this is what I've been saying since day one. Freddie Anderson, when 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 the team is put on his shoulders, and he has to go to one of those games where it's about it's it's where he is going to save those teams. He is not that clinch goalie that can step up and steal a game. He's just not. But he was so he was for Anaheim. Yeah, like we would we would go into games and. Like Freddie would just rob teams, and like it's I'm t- it's just something with Toronto. There's something wrong with that market. There's just, it's there's just too much pressure. It's not defensively minded. That team, like even yeah. even the good even the good offensemen that they have, or sorry, all the defensemen that they have are offensively minded. Yeah, Riley is an offensive defenseman. Garnier is an offensive defenseman. 
Muzzin is yeah. Muzzin. I, I I think they picked him up to be that stay at home D, but I, I mean he's not. Or if he is, he's the only one. I think I think the the thing that Muzzin's running into is like because Gardner's down because you know they they want to spread it out a little bit on defense to see if they can't like you know get a little bit of depth. Right. He just he kind of ends up just i think he's out of his element you know he was yeah. i think he was i think he was playing with dowdy most of the year right so i mean he's used to being getting that top minutes and right being that top guy with the you know the other best defenseman on the team and yep you know they need to spread him out so he's not getting nearly as much minutes and um yeah god i don't know what they're gonna do i mean you know but it but it is the it's the same thing as like toronto could just out of no you know playoffs hit and they're like oh shit we're actually we should be good they and could they just turn it on they so, could they could beat boston in some games like seven to five and six to four and yeah. you know like outscore them just to make up for the defensive laps but i uh, man that's that's a lot considering that boston is just so i mean even with their three game skid they're still seven and three in their last 10 not counting the long streak that they had yeah, they're they're and they're about to get posture knocked back too. Yeah, I think I think the only two teams for me that can even put up a fight against Tampa on the East is just gonna. I think it's gonna be Washington. Yep, I'd agree. Just because they're you know it's a similar team. I think it's I think it's, it's a similar team to what they had last year. Agreed. So you can't count them out. But then Boston. I mean, I don't think there's anyone else that's like Washington. Really, yep. Washington or Boston. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh can't do it. Their prime is gone. They're they're still yeah. good. They're still good. They're not. They're not average. They're still an above average team. They're a. They're a B plus A minus team. But their best days are behind them, and the depth isn't there. Yeah. Um. I mean, they'll they'll give people runs for their money for you sure. Can't have Crosby and Malkin right. and Kessel and it'll be a great series. You know, whoever they yeah. play, but they're not. They're not good enough to beat Tampa. Toronto. I think a Toronto Tampa series would be an absolute blowout. Um. Honestly, could be. Honestly, could be a sweep, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, it, the 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 Toronto defense is so weak that Tampa would just go to town on them. Yeah. Um, well, Tampa's just a better hockey team, right? Whereas, like Toronto's just banking on the fact that their top two lines score ten goals a night, so. right? Um, yeah. Island Islanders, I think the Islanders could make it interesting in the sense that, like, I still think they would lose in probably five or six, but. They would make it interesting in the sense that they would keep they they would be I think they're the one of the best teams on here that would be able to limit the Tampa offense. Because they yeah. have the they have the best defense in the league. I mean, I think I think they're playing they're playing on a high right now. I mean, it, statistically I, speaking, they have the best defense in the league. They keep they keep a goals against to one of the lowest in the league. And their their goalies have been a big part of that. I, I think I mean, right lack of offense will be eventually their undoing. But I, yeah. I I mean they could make it. I would I would say that series would go longer than Toronto and Tampa. Yeah, I agree. But I think I think if if the Islanders want to play a defensive game against Tampa, Tampa's can whoop them all day. I don't think. You know, Leonard or Grice might be having a better season than Vashilevsky or something like that, but I just 
Vasilevsky is he can stand on it. He'll steal a game too. You know, so if you want to get into a defensive battle against Tampa Bay with the Islanders, I think Tampa Bay's forwards are going to find the back of the net before the Islanders do. So, yeah, I I just it's hard it's hard to put anyone against Tampa right now. You can't look at 116 points with nine games remaining and go, oh, you know, someone could beat them. <laughs> it's almost impossible. But did I lose you? We lost him. All right, let's. Um, while we're still trying to figure this out, let me. We'll do a quick shout out, actually. Um, so jumping away from some NHL stuff, we'll actually jump over to the women's league. So the NWHL, the we did just have our Isabel Cup. Um, Minnesota Whitecaps. Congratulations. Taking that top seed, beating the Buffalo Buttes, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, 49 seconds into overtime to give the Whitecaps a 2-1 win over the Buffalo Buttes. This this is awesome. I mean, you know, seeing some of the highlights, seeing some of the pictures and stuff like that. Um, you know, fans, the, the stands were packed. Um, you know, good group there. I just, I really wish they could get a couple more teams into this league. So if there was any way possible that we could combine these two teams, you know, these two leagues, I think that would really help this take off a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's good hockey. I, I mean, I think it's, it's something that, you know, NHL is getting away, you know, a little bit away from, you know, uh, throwing the fisticuffs and throwing big body around and women's um, hockey that's, is, that's it's right where it's growing. It's going to be, NWHL it is a fantastic right thing. I mean, these girls have know, lots of skill filthy and mitts. I mean, yeah, the physicality we've argued, we've talked about that before. That's probably the biggest thing that keeps them, you know, anybody who would ask, well, why can't the girls play with the guys? Well, it's probably the physicality, but it's not the skill. Like these girls, these girls have the speed. They've got the hands. I mean, I think Kendall Coyne proved that in the all-star game that she could, that girls can skate just as fast as the guys. Yeah. It, so it's not it's not the skill it's the physicality. Um, there's as far as I know there's no hitting in these leagues. So yeah, I uh, I mean that there's that aspect. Um, and but you know what? Maybe one day it, it's all include hockey's set a good precedent for being a leader in you know allowing people to play in our in our game. And maybe one day when you get a, a just a tough knuckle chick that can handle you know banging in the boards and whatnot. You know, uh, yep. maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him for a second. Here's here's the thing: a league like this gets so big, and you just find right. that because I mean, what you think Johnny Goudreau yep. can really like bang some bodies with people? No, you know, like if he's if he gets hit by. Lucic, he's gonna go fucking flying. So you know, at what point is someone just lighting this NWHL up? And you know, they're yep. like, "Well, what else are we gonna do?" Like, she, you know, she's putting up eight points a game every single game. Like, 
you know, where does she go from here? And, you know, she could get into the NHL at that point and put up second line minutes or first line minutes and, you know, on the power play, you know, that kind of shit. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's only a matter of time. I think we're still, you know, this league itself has to get its own recognition before we even see something like that. But yeah, this is this is super cool, and I I really hope that it takes off a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I this is this is awesome. I think they you know that's the thing. It's still a young league. I mean, it's still just young in general that they're having you yep. know professional women's hockey stuff like that. Um, I think women's soccer did this, where they did have a professional league and then they kind of backed out. Um, maybe you know, so maybe just, allowing just women in they would be a thing that would help the NHL in general. They really put it on the map it the right way because I don't, yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. Blow um, up. It'd be cool. Yeah, yep. You never know. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, what are ladies going to watch the NHL where there's uh, you know, a mixture of right. other oh, ladies who are killing it in the NHL, or they're going to watch um, football where it's just well. But in, you know, in no any case, in there and uh, just banging congrats the meatheads to, the, to the Minnesota Whitecaps. Good for them. <laughs> um, even it, hopefully they can combine yeah. those leagues and and get that done. But uh, really, really happy for them. Good for Kendall Coyne. It's been a good year for her. Yep, awesome. For sure, for sure. Um, moving on. Yeah, Let's. We'll, we'll be spokespeople. Oh for boy, they, we got uh, some. We got some fantasy talk, don't, don't we? Get some money or whatever. Uh, so, congratulations for both think? of us are in order. We've made it to the second round. Good work. I mean, right. it wasn't really a tough round. First round. Yeah, we Oof. we both of you and I yeah. secured bye weeks, so uh, we just coasted through the first round. Good hard now, fought. Had, good hard yeah, fought nice first round between the. Between the third and sixth and fourth and fifth seeds, um, kind of who we predicted made it to the end. No offense to uh, the losers; they put up a good fight, and and they're first first year people too. Yeah, first year people too. Shout out, shout out, shout out to uh, shout out to Cat Scratch Suban and Pekka Heads. Yep. Um, John Miller, he actually came Future on Sprite. the podcast here uh, a while ago, subbed in for you. So. Uh, shout out to them making making yep. the playoffs and beating out some guys that have been in the league for a while. Uh, big big kudos right there. Um, but yep. uh, so this week it's uh, you're taking on you're taking on our our mutual friend Holy Jumpin, the jumper. Uh, he's he's uh, he's riding an 11 game winning streak. So the jumper. Yeah. I, gotta be my team. Gotta needs be to um, kind of get their shit. I am playing because, probably the most. Uh, I mean, this this one's going well unpredictable team in our league. Sure. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what's what's it, what the fuck is his name? Wise balls. That's it. Yep. Uh, this team, this team, can either be in the bottom of the barrel or Wise balls. be the top of the Old league. Balls. Um, that's what shown consistently um kind of climbed back into the playoff race this is gonna be this is gonna be yeah we are coming up on it uh, i had a good first night um my unfortunately like we've i've mentioned in the past i've got three vegas golden knight players and three chicago blackhawks and if they do well i really do well i i in the first night alone i'm up 
54 points. I mean, I got 54 points, and I think I'm up 24. But um, not a bad starting night. But it's it's a long week, lots of games this week, and uh, it's going to be a hard-fought matchup. Yeah, wise balls. Right. So inconsistent. We uh, so obviously it's we're in, we're in a we're a season it, league. Yeah, um, we've made it. We made it to the playoffs tomorrow, era at this you know? point. Um, so uh, yeah, obviously scary. if you're if you're familiar with fantasy, if you're in a fantasy league where you're in a season or even the daily the daily ones daily, obviously you have to kind of you have a little more freedom to pick and choose who you want. But um, with season leagues, this is where you can finally have some freedom to really well edit your league first off anybody who didn't make the playoffs in your league they're not going to be cruising the waiver wire so you don't have to worry about the only people you need to worry about some snagging people off the waiver wire is somebody with the with to lose so at this point i i want to we talked about it kind of earlier but if you're coming down to the wire it's the last day of your last week you're down a few points this is the time to not be afraid to drop people and pick up. Like sometimes you got to make that, especially here in the playoffs, you got to make that trade. Drop somebody that you know what might be good, but you've got to you've got to make that sacrifice and pick up somebody that's playing that day. Well, and it all it all determines. I mean, it all depends if you're like. If you're doing a keeper league, you know, like we do, we have we have three, and I think we're moving to four this year. We we still gotta discuss that amongst the GMs, but um, that's you know, that's there, there's only a certain amount of people you that you're gonna keep. It. So if they're not a keeper, don't be afraid, dump them, boom, Some... get rid of them. Yep, I personally dropped double Chris A's Kreider doing good. Somebody in our league just much. dropped a zingle. Wanted to see a little more from him, and then. Uh, Guy, Which I, I mean, double you know, a, if one, so. if this was mid season, that would be absolutely retarded, and I would probably scoop him up as yep, soon as he that one. clears waivers. But with how things are right now, there's only a week, ten games left. Uh, it's it might not be worth using one of my waiver yep. pickups. Nope. I mean, granted, he could you know maybe he he's fine. Comes back the next game and scores three yeah, goals and proves us all wrong. But it is with him uh, right now. So at this point, uh-huh. yep, yeah. I, but that's I yeah. That's my point with how the playoffs change so, the value of a player because, I mean, like mid yeah, mid season, like that guy, he qualifies for weeks. both left, right, and center, or all three. He qualifies for all three. He's a decent player, player, and he's on a good team. And like I said, if it was the midseason, fuck, I think people yep. would be putting in claims for him right now. But as of now, with ten games left in the playoffs, I don't, I don't think even. I, I think he'll sit in waivers, honestly. Yeah. Or I think he'll sit, he'll sit in free agency. Yeah, I, I suffered that with that with Deshane too. Yeah. And- him moving to Columbus hurt him a little bit. So, yeah. Not bad. Um, man, Zuccarello's getting close, though. I just looked at him on my uh, my other fantasy league. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm we in this other league I'm in. We actually do so the la- the second to last week of the season is actually the championship. So um, uphill yeah, battle. I'm up by a little bit, but this this team's red hot that I'm playing. So um, gosh, yeah, I'm uphill battle. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think. This was a so in this league it was actually I was rebuilding so I was I took a ton of rookies like I took nice. uh, Svechnikov nice. I took Pedersen I took Dahlin um, I ended up snagging Carter Hart mid season so I was like you know I gotta I gotta rebuild well just so happened that two of those are you know pretty much I mean Dahlin got thirty eight no. points so it's not like he's slumping too much but. You know, yeah. three, maybe four of those five Svechnikov so, didn't really have a season. Let's talk about, for, um, for, as we're coming down here the stretch, filthy. Um, so, pickups are going to be more important kinda, than ever. Lucky, uh, but one thing that I'll put yeah. on all your guys' radars, uh, God, and I don't know how to say the dude's name, but the rookie goalie that's in Florida right now. Mofobo? Mothin? It's really long. It starts with an M. It's Mark not. Chabot. It's not Reamer, and it's not Loongo. It's the other guy. Um, just look him up. Uh, right, right now with Lo- Loongo's gone, I think Reamer's riding pine. Just he hasn't proven up. that he can pick up the starter role. <laughs> and if Florida's got <laughs> any hope of making the playoffs, they need this kid to stay hot. He's won, I think, three of his last four uh, first games of the year too. So, um, and they're they're continuing to ride him like he's uh, it. There, uh, with all indication, he's going to be the starter for the rest of the year, you know, barring a back-to-back or something, because they're trying to make they're trying to make a desperate push to the playoffs. They're not going to get it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that. But they also, I mean, if this is the kid, like obviously, you know, Reimer didn't work out. You know, they brought him in there yep. because they were like, oh, you know, Luongo's going to retire tomorrow, and then Reimer's going to come in, and he's going to be this yep. unreal superstar. Yep. Well, you know, they, they just – I think they just want to see so, what this kid can do. The other, he's going to carry him to the playoffs like Bennington did, or Carter Hart's going to try to do. Sh- try it. Who knows? Machambaul? Shabow? All right, there there goes all of our possibilities for ESPN sponsorship. We're fuck ESPN. I've been complaining all year. (laughs) We're moving. It's just you with a fucking Taylor whiteboard. Fantasyhockey dot com. Wellsies (laughs) hockey. Um, the other yeah the other recommendation i'll make uh for goalie wise at the moment um to keep an eye on i'm not gonna say snatch him up as soon as you hear this (laughs) better to keep an eye on uh malcolm suban with the golden knights um i I don't say that because of his person the the man is definitely up and down but for starting roles flurry is is currently has a, a minor injury that's down for not to mention his wife is on uh Prego watch. She's she's going to deliver her. They're going to have a kid here soon, anytime, and that's probably going to keep him down for a couple days. So they mentioned it. It said illness. It said illness. They he's even made it very hurt. clear that it had nothing to do with he's the pregnancy. He's on paternity leave, dude. Okay, well, 
No. And in any case, uh, Flurry's looking at a, a little bit of an. I mean, yeah. That's depending on how says. Vegas wants to tackle this, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can ride this streak. But honestly, like, even if you win these next games, your chances of catching San Jose are pretty small, and the chances of you falling down to a wild card are slim. Uh, there's really not much to gain for you know blowing all these mm-hmm. games out of the water, so there might not be a rush to bring Flurry back until the playoffs. So I, I would keep an eye on Malcolm Subban because he would get the majority of those starts after if Flurry takes an extended leave until the actual playoffs. I mean, right. with that roster in yep. front of him. He can have a point eight seven yep, nothing every wrong with single that. All one right. of those games, and he's going to at least go five hundred. March Marchabalt. So yeah, you're just picking him up what? for wins. I'm all for that. Much much Okay, Marchibalt. well, what's what? What are your recommendations Marchibalt? off the top of your head, dude? I can't even get free agents to come up. ESPN. <laughs> oh my. Well, I can't even find All right, him. then I'll fucking pick another one. Uh, fucking ESPN. Forward, current. Oh, so until Mount Zuccarello Jesus comes Christ, back, the currently on, on the skating on the first line is, I love this guy's <laughs> fucking name, Roop Heinz. Roop Heinz. Roop, is, Roop has four goals in his last four games. Roop Heinz. And he's skating on the first line, and he's even getting power play time. Uh, Roop is uh, Roop's Roop's value will be absolutely nothing when Matt Zuccarello comes back. Ooh. But in the meantime, the kid's Fancy. getting some looks, and he's not a bad speculative pickup. Now, I'm not saying risk. You know, if it's if it's the last day of the season and you're down, don't put all your hopes on Roop. But uh, if if you're looking for to spread out the teams a little bit. It's not a bad pickup, especially while while Zook is down. Roop. Hints, heights. You're gonna you're gonna get down on Roop hints. He's gonna he's, he's gonna he's come the, in big. Heints. All right. Well, he's the fantasy good, hero this good. year. Okay. You watch. So let's let's get your picks and then let's wrap this motherfucker yeah. up. Yeah, um, well, this finally worked, so... Okay. All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go wildfire here. He's skating first line on that with with Tavares and Marner. Uh, He's not getting any power play time, but, but, I mean, Tavares and Marner, like, good things are bound to happen. He, yep, he kind of makes up for yep. it with some big, yep. you know, he he hits other categories to where like you know that extra power play assist doesn't matter as much. Um, I'm keeping an eye on Palat. I mean, he's he's still putting up some minutes. It's not a bad one. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm watching guys like Verana to see if they get hot again. Perlini, that's an obvious one. Um, He's been pretty damn hot, so he's, he's just making the most of he's him. He's sitting there and had a—he's not getting a ton of minutes, but I mean, if, you're, if he's putting up points, doesn't matter if you're on the fourth line, I guess, right? Staying hot, so 
Um, I mean, if yeah, he comes I mean, back and he gets a favorable a couple guys line I, placement, ooh, I mean, Austin I, Watson on here. I wouldn't put. I, I, he might be worth year. a speculative pickup, especially if you need it. I wonder. I I don't. Out of all those talking to him about graduating from not per, drunk he's, school, he's over a pim um, game right now. None of them said that if he was when he was coming back. Wait, yeah, that's see, true. There's the ESPN news thing, which you never know because anything, they look exactly the same as the ESPN. ones that don't have news. God, fucking ESPN. Get your, get your I shit will... together, ESPN. Ugh, baseball. No. My baseball draft's next week. That's about yeah, all that's I got going on in ESPN. Right. Fucking rates. We good? Once I win all, win all this money all from right, you. Let's call it. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Hey. Always appreciate you tuning in. All right. Uh, been doing, been posting let's some good stuff it. on the Facebook. We appreciate you guys following that. Um, we'll always throw up our episode post on there. Uh, please like, comment, share all of that stuff. If you'd rather not download it from our direct site, you can always find us on iTunes and Spotify or or your favorite podcatcher. I. I personally use Player FM, and we're on there as well. So, um, you know, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we're we're probably there. So we appreciate the subscriptions and downloads and listens and all that fun fucking stuff. Um, just kind of pl- plugging away right now on the on the podcast. We're working on apparel, uh, slowly grinding away. We've got some stuff going on in our personal lives that makes it uh, makes it difficult to go too far above and beyond at the moment but we're we're we've got big plans so keep with us and as we get closer to nhl seattle becoming a reality it's not a question of this but a question of when uh we'll we'll start rolling out the big guns ass oh yeah oh yeah big ass indeed yep we got All right, aspirations let's call it. emphasis on the ass All right, let's do it. Bye-bye.